0: Good morning, Lansing. It's Saturday, it's 9 a.m., and the pet experts are in the building. This is the Mid Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show on 1320WILS and 1320WILS.com. Now, here are your hosts, Rick Pruce and Lee Cohen.
1: Welcome, pet keepers, to this week's MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show. I'm your host, Lee Cohen, here with my co-host, the pet expert himself, Mr. Rick Pruce. Good morning, Rick.
2: Hey Lee hey, guess what what we've got my best topic coming up here today, really my uh, best me, topic. let me
1: guess what it might <laughs> be uh cats
2: not well, no, no offense to cats no, no, offense, offense, to, cats. no
1: offense to no offense to any of them, but I'm trying to guess no. what would Rick Proust be associated <laughs> with all right, well, I'll go out on a limb and say
2: fish well yes and 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 more specifically in this situation, today, I really am excited about talking about uh. The marine hobby, mm-hmm. the saltwater fish keeping, mm-hmm. the saltwater hobby, the reef tank keeping, this whole, well, if, if you think as time goes on and we've all lived through it, this is a relatively new hobby, right. a, a, a really new hobby. Not that I wasn't exposed to it back in the 70s mm-hmm. and the 80s, mm-hmm. but technically I want to get more into the details as to why I see it as just a, a whole new hobby.
1: Well, there's no question that more and more people have leaped in with both feet when it comes to uh, reef tanks and saltwater fish, because the truth is that we've learned a lot over the years. The truth is that the technology has gotten a whole lot better and less expensive than it used to be, and bottom line is... It's the most gorgeous thing in the world to look at, Rick. I could sit there and stare at a saltwater reef tank for hours and still not be in any way, shape, or form bored or thinking, what else could I be doing? It, it, it's a miracle. It is
2: a truly captivating hobby, especially the way we see it today. And I think of the 220-gallon tank we have at the front or in the front of the saltwater department, I've got a sea anemone that's been there now for between – this store and the old store, a, um, well, probably 20 years almost going on it. And that same display is just every time I see it. And every time I've seen it for the last 20 years, I've just been captivated. But I do want to mention that what I kind of want the listening audience to understand is there is this period of time, you know, from pretty much the 80s to early 90s that, we just had a different perception of the hobby. It was a tank with fish swimming back and forth, Mm -hmm. right, Uh, to look at. And and because they were from the ocean, it was a whole different view. You know, you had the blue tanks and the yellow tanks and that type of thing. And it was like, wow, this is crazy. Right. But we kind of saw it as just a, almost a a sterilized version of what it is today. And what I mean by that is you didn't breed fish. You didn't grow corals. You looked at things. Mm -hmm. And then you tried to manage it and prevent it from dying. Right. And then what happened, and it was all from like maybe 1988 to 1992, it all got turned on its head. Mm -hmm. Prior to that there were limited people that figured it out and knew how to succeed, but it was in the minority, like drastic minority. And then between um, some conferences that brought everybody together and the internet, all of a sudden, information was shared on, the, shared on those successful experiences and people listening and right. people going to attend these things. And before you know it, it was just this fledgling of hobby where people couldn't help but be fascinated with the fact that they could take any and all of these corals and grow them and grow them and grow them and grow them and, grow them, and even fish. Um, back then, one species, the clownfish. Now we have... Well, a few dozen species that we can actually grow in captivity. Maybe about six that are commonly available for sale. Are okay. yellow tangs today. Right. Uh, captivated. Uh, captive propagated. Now, they're different than clownfish. Clownfish have been doing it. We've been doing clownfish propagations for quite some time. Right. Since the, you know, late 80s, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Early 80s. Um, and now... You know, there's a lot of basement clownfish breeders to the point where we have all kinds of types of clownfish and colorful varieties of clownfish, you know, uh, uh, called all kinds of names that are just amazing and all kinds of patterns on these clownfish that you'd never expect. Right. But what I do want to mention is that there was that one point in time where, as a society, we thought of it as one hobby. And then all of a sudden, on a dime, we had to turn it to a whole different concept. And since then, today's guest will show you what that's become as opposed to what it was. It's just... I think it's fascinating.
1: Right. Well, we do have a couple of guests. One returning guest, Jim Watling, will be in, and he'll talk about the coral swap that's taking place and just his history with them because he's been pretty active and pretty good about bringing people together who have a shared interest in wanting to talk about this subject. Then we've got Tom coming in who has an incredible technology that's out there that makes it so easy for people People, I hate to say it, but even I could possibly uh, <laughs> handle having it. And the truth is, I'm from the old days where if you wanted to decorate a tank, you put in a rock and a plastic plant, and that pretty much covered the range of. Well, what in, you in his do. system,
2: it can even catch a leak detection. Well, like literally, is my tank leaking? Right. Is there any water on the floor? It's going to call you at work, and say, "Hey, Lee, you might want to check into this." <laughs> you might have some water on the floor. Yeah. You know? might, so how can you beat that?
1: You might want to call the carpet cleaner. Yeah. Right. Right.
2: Good, or, or, or at least God. wake up the wake up the wife and have her go down and look in the living room just to make sure it's all dry. Yeah. Well, it's
1: going to be a great show.
2: If you're interested in saltwater
1: uh, reef fish tanks, you are going to love what you're going to learn this week on the Mid Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show on thirteen twenty WILS,
0: the Mid Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show on 1320 WILS.
1: We're back here with the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show, and Rick, we have with us on the line a first-time guest. His name is Tom DeShilly, and he works for a company called Neptune Systems, and they have got some technology, Rick, that has made the fish keeping hobby nothing like it used to be it has gotten so easy that (laughs) anybody can do it tom i'm not overstating my position am i
2: absolutely not so well tom thanks for coming on to the show uh can you just take a, a minute to say who you are and how you come to the hobby and how you're working for for this company
0: yeah, so how I got into this is kind of a long story, but I'll try to keep it really quick. So my freshman year of college, my roommate um, was from Columbia, and he wanted to get discus. So he dragged me down to the fish store, and, of course, I just got sucked into the clownfish, and I was like, I have to have that. So 17 years old, you know, I got my first tank and did it all upside down for quite some time, finally learned kind of what I was doing, and then uh, I've had a tank every day since then. Um, I got my first Apex over 10 years ago or so. Um, really, like you know it was a revolution in terms of like how I approached the tank and how serious I was about it and you know really trying to care for the animals or you know just kind of throw something in my house that that looked nice for somebody else to see and so you know it it became uh, a a significant passion of mine um and it's a uh, it was a you know offbeat kind of thing early on when i when I first had it and I kind of got in touch with Paul who still works at Neptune uh, when they had a new product and uh then at some point i was moving my tank was at my grandmother's my friend's uh um my grandmother's friend turns out to be joe Caparata's um mother and they play cards together and she saw the fish tank and she's like oh my son owns a fish store and i was like yeah 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 and she's like manhattan aquariums i was like oh they're the real deal you know they do big installs and all sorts of cool stuff like that and so started working in manhattan aquariums for about four or five years um and then uh i got recruited to come over to neptune so i've been here for Uh, a little over five, so about five and a half years almost at this point. Um, And honestly, I've loved every minute of it. uh, I'm I'm definitely lucky to be able to do something that I enjoy.
2: Tell people in uh, a sentence or two, what is Neptune and what is an Apex?
0: Yeah, so Neptune's been around for quite some time now, um, and we are definitely the premier uh, leader in electronics, uh, overall for uh, an aquarium but the the main claim to fame which most people would know us for is the apex itself which is the monitoring system um, which is essentially a life support uh, baby monitor or insurance policy if you will to keep tabs on your tank 24 7 so it, it, it monitors parameters like your temperature and your ph and your RP and it'll alert you to your phone it's all cloud-based so you know like most things in the modern world you know everything's going high tech and Um, but this has been a a staple of Neptune, obviously for a long time, long before people had light bulbs that they could turn on and off with an app on their phone. I've been doing that with my fish tank for, you know, a decade.
2: And, and so if, if somebody's into the hobby, how does this help, help that person kind of provide security to his fish tank?
0: Yeah, so we have um, a number of products which are pretty exclusive, I guess. Uh, there are there are some other ones out there, but for sure we're in the U.S., you know, definitely the most popular. And so the Apex is going to monitor, you know, your temperature, your pH, and then we have uh, your temperature, your pH, ORP, and your salinity. And it'll also let you know if your devices that you have plugged in aren't functioning. So it's essentially going to, you know, help you uh, there, there's three functions, uh, I always say, with an APEX. Um, one is cool, so people want it because it's, it's cool to have your phone in your pocket. Uh, the other is that it can automate a lot of tasks for you. So, for example, we have an automatic feeder and a dosing system and automatic testing and things like that. Um, but ultimately, the, the number one reason to buy an APEX uh, over the course of having an aquarium is the insurance and the protection that it provides. And that's something that's pretty unique and tough to argue that, you know, it's it's worth spending the money on because, you know, it only takes like a little while for things to go wrong if you don't catch it um, for you to lose it. And so the Apex is going to provide you with a buffer between, you know, having to stand there and keep your eyes on the tank 24-7, which is, of course, not realistic. And, um, you know, and give you a heads up that, hey, something's wrong here. You know, and at some point, relatively soon, you're probably going to have to go and tend to it. It has saved my my aquarium so many times over all the years from, Little things, big things—you name it. But um, so there, it's a that's a complex question because it can it can help them save time. It can help them save their their animals. Um, it keeps them engaged with their tanks. So there's there's a lot of reasons. But the number one for sure is you know just save the tank. Keep keep my tank here for another day. Uh,
2: well, thanks for bringing that perspective because I can tell you you know both from personal experience and from the numerous accounts that we have out kind of in aquarium maintenance land we've put on a number of these apex systems and one of the things that you brought to the table uh people may not know this but there's just basically two main three three main building blocks um basically if it were brick and mortar we're talking to build a building for a reef tank it's calcium carbonate hardness and magnesium and um uh, I just find it fascinating that when we installed your equipment the very first time that it's ever been available in the marketplace to actually monitor those and then actually have the ability to apply those missing ingredients because things are building, the workforce is saying, hey, bring me more brick and mortar. Mm-hmm. And just having it micromanaged so that it's constantly supplying the brick and mortar at every moment I can't tell you how many both hobbyists and accounts that call back and report how absolutely fantastic or phenomenal the reef tank is actually doing. Like it was doing well, but then they put this technical equipment on there that they've been hand-testing and measuring and, and adding as they saw it. But instead of that, we were able to almost on a micro level add the specific ingredients that they need to. to talk a little bit about the... Uh but the unicorn
0: I guess. Definitely, yeah. So the um I think actually like the last time I was actually here, you know, we were just releasing it and it turned into like this pandemonium of an aquarium product. I have never in my days seen a PS five kind of likeness to eBaying aquarium products, but that's what went on with the Trident for the first year. And so um the Trident is our calcium alkalinity magnesium titration testing device. And so Uh, It actually takes a little bit of water out of your tank and mixes with some chemicals and gives you digital readouts of those three things, which, you know, an average person is probably going to take 25, 30-plus minutes to test them. Uh, They're not going to do it very frequently, and they're definitely not going to do it at the same time of day every day, and they're not going to do it four-plus times per day. So the Trident's going to give you, you know, the holy grail of reef-keeping, building blocks, as you described, automatically every single day without fail, hundreds and hundreds of times, you know, per week and per month. So uh, the Apex itself is more of, i say a life-saving piece of uh, equipment because it's going to prevent a lot of meltdowns and, of course, it's going to automate a lot of things. The Trident, the calcium alkaline magnesium, right, that is a reef mastery device. It can be life-saving, but what most customers are going to find is that you're really going to be able to dial it in your tank. Um, You know, the old-school way of writing all this stuff in the notebook and then saying, okay, well, I put in 43 milliliters and then this happened, and then you have to calculate the math and maybe you put stuff in and out it's really complicated to get that dialed in and the closer and closer you can get that, you know, we always say stability is key, right? Um, you can chase ideal numbers and all these other things, but if you keep the tank stable and it's the same yesterday as it was today, um, you know, then you're going to have success. And the Trident is a huge part for a re-tank to be able to bring that, uh, to fruition.
2: I remember, um, one tank we did, um, it was a discus tank, back to your roots, um, and uh, Or at least to your roommates' roots. Um, discus tanks, if there's one thing that's important, is that they get fresh new water at all times. And Steve, our manager, the one you know well and the one that uh, knows our Apex systems best of anyone on our staff, installed your basically your water exchange system that you were able to, it was able to every day pull some water out. And put the exact right amount of water back into that tank. So that and that those discus, this was like a 300, 350 gallon tank. Did it on an ongoing basis, and the success in that tank was crazy. Uh, Discus were spawning, uh, and and doing all the things that fun loving, you know, in a in a in in their natural setting would have done. You know, raising the fry, doing all the things that you would expect, and that was just fantastic. Uh, Talk a little bit about uh, that your product can do water changes?
0: Yeah, so we've um, we've had the DOS, the dose, as we call it, um, which is a two-channel, uh, two-head doser. It's been our number one selling accessory for quite some time. Um, I want to say it's been out for at least seven years or, or so. Um, grossly successful, um, the number one, uh, you know, in a lot of markets, not just uh, number one for Neptune, but number one for overall sales. So. Um, It is very versatile, so it actually has um, two roller heads similar to almost all dosers, but they're much bigger than you would find on um, some other dose, you know, where uh, the dose head cap itself, right, is, you know, almost two inches across, and most other ones are very small, so it's very strong. Uh, It's an industrial scale, you know, size and uh, quality uh, motor, so it can also spin in in both directions um, and do up to, you know, almost like 30 gallons per day. So you're able to use it for additive dosing, which is what was, you know, it's most commonly used for still to this day. Adding the calcium, um,
2: adding the carbonate, adding the basic brick and mortar. Right.
0: Yeah, and actually communicates with the Trident that we were talking about before. And so when the Trident says, okay, well, you know, your alkalinity is going down a little bit, the doser is actually able to speed up and slow down a little bit the same way your adaptive speed control would work in a modern car. Um, so you don't actually even have to go and make those changes. So that's an amazing feature for the dose already that, um, you know, is tied to the Trident. Um, but once we, uh, we added some new, you know, it's always been capable of doing the automatic water change, as you're describing. We added a new... Um, function to our cloud system, which is free, uh, and one of those is automatic water change. So, it has a really easy UI. It has a picture of how to set up the tubes and, and everything like that. And you just say, okay, from you know, 2 o'clock to 4 o'clock every day, I want you to exchange eight gallons of water. You hit save. You run the tubes to where they need to go. If you have a saltwater tank, you just need a, a new vessel with saltwater in it and some place for the water to drain. Uh, for fresh water, basically, same deal. And it'll automatically, it's more of a dialysis, I suppose, right? Because the aquarium is running while this is happening. And so it's making a very, you know, uh, very small exchange of water but continuous. So it's a more of a continuous water change or a dialysis setup. And so you're getting all the benefits of doing the, the water change yourself without shocking the system. Which for a dip case, which, you know, I'm I'm vaguely familiar with, they're so fragile right with uh, quick changes in in water so it's really really important for animals like that to to have a very gradual transition from um, you know one set of parameters to another.
1: Tom based on your experience with this equipment can you give any examples of where this equipment has made a difference in terms of helping someone keep their tank going or alive or what have you?
0: Definitely. So at this time of the year, the most common thing is going to be a heater failing and it giving you a heads up that, hey, your heater's not pulling uh, any any power here. Uh, you're going to need some temperature in your tank. Um, for me, I have a quick one. Uh, a couple of months ago, I was in Kansas on a work trip. My auto top-off pump um, continued to put water in, and then it will stop, and then it will put water in, and it will stop. And so that, that alert was happening the same day that we were expecting a hurricane. My leak sensor on my tank started to get wet. It's possible that it was coming from um, uh, from underneath, like the, in my basement, actually pushing in from outside. Sent my, my uh, vendor over there the next day and gets over, takes a look around, and everything goes to put some water back in the tank, and it's coming out of the tank. So the actual front panel of the tank was starting to uh, pull away. Needless to say, it was about halfway down, <laughs> halfway down the 19 inches that it had already split. Needless to say, if I didn't have that, uh, by the time I come home four or five days later, I'm pretty sure all 100 gallons would have been and all my fish would have been in my apartment somewhere.
1: Wow, it sounds like then it it really does make a difference. Tom, we want to thank you so much for joining us and sharing the information. We've been speaking this morning with Tom DeShilly, who is with Neptune Systems. And Rick, after the break, we'll be back and we'll talk with Jim Watling about the upcoming coral swap this weekend on the Mid Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show on thirteen twenty
0: WILS. It's the mid Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show on thirteen twenty WILS and 1320-WILS.com. It's
1: 935, and we're back here with the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show. And, Rick, we have with us a returning guest who you've known for a long time. Why don't you share with our listeners who we've got in the studio with us?
2: Well, I want to walk, welcome Jim Watling. Um, he um, came to our store first as just a fish hobbyist, and on the, in, in one of the other side things that he did was he had a fl- fly tying shop. You know, and soon enough, this hobby became enough of a fever for him that he's kind of put that to the side. Maybe he still flies fish, so I don't know, but uh, but what he did do is he took that energy I talked about at the beginning of the show, this whole new hobby like we've never really experienced this before, like this successful growing corals in a fish tank and such, and saw some promise in that above and beyond. Something that was above and beyond was creating a community. So, I um, mean, above and beyond what a pet store does, right? Um, I, I want to introduce Jim as as just kind of in Michigan, kind of one of the one of the one of the good guys, one of the local heroes that uh, changed the marine hobby. So, Jim, welcome to the show.
3: Thanks, Rick. I really appreciate appreciate being here. Um, yeah, just to be just to clarify, I've been a Pruse Pets customer since I was about nine years old. So <laughs> uh, I started out with uh, lizards and and that type of thing. And uh, um, over the years, I've had other animals. You've had birds. birds, I know. Yeah, yes. Yeah. But uh, yeah, um, right about the time of Finding Nemo, and we had a, a, a little boy at home, and my my wife said, uh, "Kind of, I've been eyeing the fish reef aquarium hobby." For several years. And, and you weren't in it yet. I wasn't in it yet. Wasn't
2: in it yet. Not, and uh, I'm trying to, that's that's early 2000s.
3: Yeah, I don't know, 2002 Two, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, so, so that was kind of the, the turning point of me jumping in. And at that same point in time, the, uh, the nanotank craze was kind of coming on, some of these new... Uh, all in one systems that had some built in lighting that you could grow corals, and it was a good way to jump yeah. in for kind of paint by
2: number, paint yeah. by number, really. You know, it, it used to be something that was like only the artists could do this. You know, you, you really had to get down and dirty and figure out what it was and how you did it, and then all of a sudden. Emerging into the hobby, are these like, you know what, this isn't that difficult. Maybe we could make a little package out of this. And you right. kind of got suckered into the package. I did,
3: yes. And it and it's, I guess, no looking back. Um, at that same point in time, I was talking about uh, being involved with the community and seeing, uh, you know, hobbies have come and gone for me, as we've already talked about a few of them I've been in. But uh, the, the reef aquarium hobby has really stuck with me because it – it does. It is challenging enough, and there are enough aspects to it that I that I really enjoy. And one of those aspects is the the community. What I found when I finally got that first tank was that these uh, forum websites were out there where people would share ideas and you know discuss problems they were mm-hmm. having, and you could research different topics. Uh, you could also another aspect of that was was uh, people that were growing coral would have have those available for people to uh to trade or buy buy from each other so there was kind of this community um, that really kind of sucked me in the rest of the way and yeah. I, I fell in love with the whole swap trade thing back back in the early 2000 uh, time they had we had a few swaps in Michigan and they were in people's basements. We would go to a guy's house. Truly a,
2: truly a, a swap.
3: Truly a swap, and they'd mm-hmm. have coolers open on the floor, and maybe some photographs they printed out before even digital, you know,
2: cameras. So sounds
1: like a, gl- a ground floor operation. It, it, was, and it was, it was, a ground <laughs> floor and but but you
2: think about it, that was only you know like Nemo. So we're so only like 20 talking years 20 years ago, yeah. where I was in the basement now. Now where are these swaps Well
3: now now they've uh, I got involved with uh, um, taking it to the next level and uh, so now we we rent venues um, and have larger events and mm-hmm. and it went from coolers to people bringing elaborate frag tanks to these to these events with the the right lighting and and they uh, we have enough time for the vendors to get all set up so the corals can be placed in the frag tanks and be open and so people can see with their own eyes and it's just a uh, it's just been a great experience overall when you when you go into a frag swap and you can uh, see those corals it's that not only is that nice but the guy that's growing them is right there and you can ask them questions about what kind of conditions they use to grow them in and so you're gonna be more successful uh, And a lot of vendors if, if, if you have enough time to talk with them they might sway you away from certain types of corals that they have because you know, you may not have the right lighting or setup, but uh, so, yeah. So it's not just a matter of blindly going
2: well, it, in and picking things out if you don't. But, know but what it is a uh, uh, boy. The the intensity is crazy. You know, there's lots of people at every booth, and it's kind of like <laughs> I want that one. No, I want that one. But <laughs> the other thing that I love about it is. Um, um, you've created as not just a, a frag swap, but it's kind of like a mini trade show. Uh, we, we're, we're going to be coming uh, with Tom, the, the fellow we heard in the previous section of this show, um, representing both Proust Pets with things that we do, but more importantly with the APEX systems, the Neptune systems, so people can actually meet with the manufacturer and talk. You have more of that kind of stuff there now than you ever did before.
3: Exactly. As these shows, this, the show coming up this weekend in Lansing is the largest show that I'm involved with. I do have several others around the state throughout the year. Um, but the, this show has grown to the point where we've invited the some of the manufacturers and representatives from industry. Uh, for example, uh, we've had uh, Tropic Marin, Represented in the past, Uh, SeaCam is coming this year. year. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you know, I actually was looking at some old videos as I was putting together some materials for this show, and and I have videos of these folks uh, repping out their products, and it's it's real interesting because they're 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 there to share their knowledge, and it's real obvious that Mm -hmm. that a lot of uh, attendees to these to this show Mm -hmm. are benefiting from from that direct know representation that, that those yeah
2: two have. things are happening there when i see and i witness and i watch is there's the <laughs> there's the fever associated with uh wow you know there's this particular coral that i've been wanting or this particular vendor i've i've been waiting to see and and that has its own energy but there's also a, a side energy if you will uh sometimes uh, you know for somebody that just has questions to ask and whatnot you can kind of you know, maybe you're not ready for a coral, but you can go off to the side and talk to some of these manufacturers and try to understand what equipment they have and, you know, other, other related activities that are that, that always works, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um, so when, when is the event?
3: So our our Michigan Coral Expo is what, what it's called. It's uh, this Sunday, uh, January 30th, and it's open to the public between noon and 4 o'clock.
2: Okay, so you got uh, four four great hours to come in, and uh, you know there's a lot of effort that goes into this. These, when when Jim talks about you know we're open, we open get get things open for the vendors early. It's a whole day's effort to put these up. They have to put up tanks. They got to bring in salt water. They have to bring in their animals, and and they have to do it all in a safe way. Talk a little bit about that.
3: Yeah, and this time of year, it's extra difficult for those vendors because the the temperatures aren't very cooperative. They no, it's they cold. Drive. We've got uh, vendors coming from from as far away as New York, uh, Minnesota, um, from from uh, southern states as well. And you know, they're they're lucky if their water isn't doesn't have ice crystals on the top of mm-hmm. it uh, to fill their tanks up with. So it is a it's a big effort. Uh, we we pop a lot of breakers trying to get the water heated up. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we actually, on this show, because it's the largest show, uh, we start the day before.
2: So, right, right, So it's
3: a couple days set and, up. And where is it taking place? So that's at the uh, Causeway Bay Hotel that's on South Cedar Street,
2: mm. just south of uh, I-96. South Lansing before south Lansing. before you get into Holt. Um, and when you when you're there and you're watching all this happen, now it's been, you know, it's not been you as the only one at the steering wheel, but now you have a, a major control of what happens. But with you and everyone else that have put this together and kind of started from a, a, a group of guys in the basement, what do you feel like or what do you think about when you see all this happening?
3: Well, and just to clarify on this, uh, this big show, it actually is a team effort. We've, uh, I'm part of the Mid-Michigan Marine Club. And we've been in existence for, I don't know, about 15 years now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, this is about our 15th show we've done. I didn't count them up. Unfortunately, we missed last year due to the pandemic. Right. But, um, yeah, it's it's just, uh, I think things are great. I mean, it's a, it's a fun time. It's a great time for people to, you know, I've got friends now that I've, I've seen at these shows for the last uh, 15, 20 years. And, uh, you know, it, it is a,
2: a community. So. Now is there is there any one coral you want to highlight as uh the, the coral of the year?
3: Ah boy. One one of my favorites right now is the Space Invader Pectinia, which is kinda kind of a cool look it's a, it grows in a weird weird pattern, kind of vertical. Uh um I don't know, it it looks like uh it does look like something from outer space. It's bright green with uh bright yellow spots on it. And it's really funky looking.
2: Well, there's a place you can see that, hopefully, if if any show up. Well,
3: Jim has always been good
1: when it came to the names. And whether your taste is candy canes or toadstools (laughs) or anything else, you'll see them at the swap taking place this weekend. Jim, thank you so much. And if people need
3: to talk to you or want to talk to you, how do they reach you? Well, there's a couple of good ways. One would be to reach out on Facebook. If you look up uh, Michigan Coral Expo, you'll uh, find the event page, uh, and you'll probably be able to message me from there. Okay. Or you can find me on captivereefs.com, which is my forum website, you know, just send me a message through there. Well,
1: thank you so much. We've been talking with Jim Watling, and Rick will continue the conversation right after the break on the Mid-Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show on 1320 WILS.
0: Welcome back to the Mid-Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show on 1320 WILS and 1320 WILS.com. Well,
1: we're back here with the Mid-Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show. And Rick, for this segment, I've told the guests, get out of here, because the truth is, I've got questions to ask Rick Proust because <laughs> when it comes to this topic, I'm sorry, but there just aren't many people who know what you know. So, Rick, to begin this last segment, I want to talk about, we've told people about what a great hobby it is, how beautiful it is, how easy it is, how reliable it is, and where you can go and see what other people are doing. But what we haven't talked about, Rick, is what do people do if they would love to have it, but they don't have the time, or they're afraid of the effort, or what have you? How can they still Get involved with having a reef aquarium because the truth is you you mentioned paint by numbers in the last one. I even think that's more difficult than it is because you've got it where you don't even have to paint. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll do the painting for you. You just hang the picture on the wall.
2: Yeah, well, um, when you bring that up, it, it just reminds me of uh, NCG Theater. We've been there for um, – more than I think, probably twenty years, um, uh, and at least fifteen, because uh, it was before we moved into Old Town. Uh, what you, what, what I want to, why I bring up NCG is that have you ever just gone in there, saw the reef tanks, and said, "Man, that's a beautiful thing to display." I would love to have one of those, but you know, my life is busy. Right, my you know. Uh, I just don't have time for that hobby. I'm, I work, may, may even work at home, right? But that work can be demanding, and you don't want to necessarily have the chore of that. At the same time, you're focusing on all the responsibilities of being life, whatever life brings you. Mm-hmm. Um, so we actually have a service. Uh, we actually go out to people's homes we set up or businesses And we set up these aquariums that are just jaw droppers, right? Uh, Just when you go into NCG, I'll say nothing more than that. Just go look. It's just a jaw dropper, right? Right. And uh, we set up these tanks and then we show up based on the participation of the owner. So there are responsibilities that inevitably looking at the tank and making sure everything looks good is at least one You know, if if there's a problem in that tank at NCGs, we get a call, right? Right. Somebody's looking at it, right? Right. But sometimes that's all there is. You know, they don't touch it at all, right? And in other situations, it's like, you know, I want to be part of the hobby. I want to enjoy it. But some of that heavy lifting stuff or – uh, that regular consistent thing. My life isn't consistent. I don't know that I can be there regularly every – and so it might be a monthly visit that we go there and do the things that they want to do. They may say, hey, you know what? I, I, I want the hobby. I want something in this location my living room. I want the kids to experience this. But um, I have either a this budget – or I you know I, I really don't want to go beyond one visit a month. Well, guess what? We have ways of doing that, but it might not necessarily be a saltwater tank. It might be with full automated systems, but uh, but it might be a freshwater tank. It might be, as you see at at the NCG theaters, we have a, a beautiful dart frog dart frog tank. That yeah. would be a perfect thing. But how many opportunities as your children grow up, Do you really have to bring that to their lives? Maybe you're really busy. Maybe you're doing the things that parents have to do in order to kind of make ends meet. And because of that, you just don't think you have enough time to pull this off. Well, guess what? We can help you pull that off. We can. You, your kids can experience a reef tank in your living room if you want.
1: Well, and you're also answering the question that I've always asked, which is, why do I have to go to a Chinese restaurant to look at a great-looking fish tank? I should not have to. And yet, so often, they're yeah. the ones who have paid people like your company yeah. to do stuff like that. And it's an amazing visit. Because I'll spend the entire time that I'm there just going back and forth with the different fish as I'm enjoying my meal. And it's just – it's such a cool thing to have. And I can only say that not having the time – Or the proclivity or feeling like I'm not an expert enough is no reason for you to not have one. Because essentially, you guys have basically said you can do everything, you can do nothing. Whichever you prefer, the only thing you have to do either way is you're going to have to pay for it. But outside of that, we're going to give you a beautiful event that you can look at so that you don't have to fly to Mexico to go snorkeling in order to see the fish yeah. because you might have them in your own living room
2: well you were listening to Tom as he talked uh, uh, on the show uh, earlier and he talked about his passion for the hobby and how once he saw it he was hooked he talked to Jim and the same idea once he once he got involved he was hooked he's you know it's just to to know how magical this hobby is um it's hard to explain but um you know uh, whether it's at an elderly care facility and for the first time a you know 82-year-old person in a wheelchair gets wheeled up to that and literally spends an hour hour and a half two hours watching those saltwater reef animals move mm-hmm. around the tank you know what goes through the mind what goes through the thought process of somebody that has lived an 82-year lifespan and has never even seen what an ocean critter looks like and then has the opportunity to sit there and enjoy and kind of explore and expand their mind. You know, that's that, What a a great opportunity.
1: Well, there's no question that it is something that you just have to take in. And I would say to someone, if you're not sure if you would like it or not, go into Proust Pats. Go into the saltwater section of the store. Or freshwater. And and just look around and listen and observe. And you have no idea how much time will pass while you're doing that yeah. and after that happens you begin to realize wow time only usually passes that quickly when i'm having fun and i'm having fun because this yeah. is really a very cool thing to look at to listen to and and just to observe it it's it's phenomenal
2: and then i want to mention you know our our angle to business right is basically can we be a support for somebody that wants to do something in regards to exploring a hobby or having a pet that can assor- that can just assor- assist them it's all about them what do they want to accomplish and and so if you come in and you're thinking about doing a freshwater tank saltwater tank you know bird or reptiles or anything just know that really we're there to help you you don't be afraid to ask questions Don't be afraid to, you know, um, consume our time because that's exactly what we're there for. You know, we want to answer questions as an opportunity. Now, if you really want to jump in the hobby and you come in on a busy weekend, um, maybe it's best to kind of get inspired for the weekend and then come in during the weekday when it's a bit slowed down and we can just talk the hobby and say, hey, these are the things you want to think about. These are the things you want to do. But we'd like to be a three-dimensional event. You know, using the Internet is certainly a great idea. Um, uh, But I think that really what we do is really bring focus to it. You know, if it's a microscope, there's lots of opportunity to kind of initially, you know, zero in on the overall view. But if you really want to tune down and really know the hobby and and have somebody there that's a support person, it's that fine-tuning knob. And that's what we want to be is that fine-tuning knob that says – Yeah, I get it, okay, and we can clarify maybe a lot of mixed messages that you're hearing, you know, from a friend, a neighbor, or the Internet.
1: Well, it helps that you guys are there, what what do you close, five days a year?
2: Yeah, so, so, you know, about 360 (laughs) days a year we're there, you know, there to help you. And so every day you want to ask a question, we're there to answer.
1: Well, and the thing that I like about it, and I think that you should think about as you're getting one, uh, you mentioned business, and I think back to a show we did years ago with a dentist's office who put mm, yeah. one into his office yeah. and amazingly the people instead of thinking about, wow that hurts, <laughs> instead they would think about the fish that they were seeing in the fish tank and next thing you know the treatment was over yeah. and they didn't feel the same degree of pain that they felt before that. So uh, Rick, it's a it's a great topic for people to think about. Uh, good luck to you this weekend at the swap and the good news is if you listen to our guest tom uh from neptune systems he's going to be visiting your store this weekend is yes that correct
2: yeah if you come in from three to seven um on saturday he should be there and if you have any technical questions as so saturday uh, the swap is on sunday saturday is a perfect day to come in and talk to some experts. So
1: that's that's what you should do. But in the meantime, we are out of time for this week. So on behalf of our producer, Bruce Warner and Rick Proust, my co-host in the studio, this is Lee Cohen wishing all of you a great weekend, a great weekend. We'll talk next weekend on the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show.